Welcome to the Lost Map Pod Cast. <laughs> Podcast is one word. Oh. Welcome <laughs> to, to the Lost <laughs> Map Podcast. Here's Alexia Vina. Avina a little older. That is off her album of the same name that came out just last week on the 29th of April. It's available as a limited edition CDR on our website now. Speaking of a little older, Johnny. Oh, you cheeky cow. <laughs> okay, I was just going to say we're all a little older. It's been two months. All right. <laughs> How the hell are you? Yeah, I'm good. Hello, everyone. It's me, Pictish Trail. Hi, Johnny Pictish Trail here. So Johnny is. Um, I'm here with my co-host with the Mo host. It's Laura Dowhost Doherty. Hiya. That's me. That's me. (laughs) I'm good, Laura. Yeah, feeling all right. Since getting back from tour, it's been a bit nuts. Just looking after the kids and it's been Easter holidays. Mm. And then there was tons of my partner's family that came over to visit. Lots of eggs. And... (laughs) 
that which led to the children getting quite ill, like with a virus. They were off school the following week. And then I've got ill this week. I had the norovirus. It seems like a lot of people are getting the norovirus. I did a Skype call with someone earlier on the week and three hours later they got the norovirus. Am I going to get the norovirus now? Well, I mean, maybe you will. I know self-esteem just had it. I noticed that oh on her Instagram. And I think that's because I was looking at her Instagram and then she suddenly got <laughs> norovirus. So highly contagious. Do not look at my stories, please. I've got plans. <laughs> but it's been one of those, it's been a mad couple of weeks because I've been on tour for a month. I've not mm. really done a, as much lost map admin as I should have done. Thinking, oh, I can do this when I come back to egg. But then... Nope. I've not been able to I actually got more done on the road than I have since coming back home and now I'm like oh god we've got a festival in a couple of months oh god the podcast is due at the end of this month oh god I need to write a newsletter oh god which tells you a lot about the the quality of what's happening (laughs) yeah this is just isn't rushed together people this is a lot of thought has gone into this but the Mm. practicalities of recording it is very speedy but we're doing it Laura we're doing it we're actually making the podcast we're doing it it's happening we're here we're podcasting. So I'm glad about that. And I'm glad that the tour is done because I was worrying about it beforehand and I feel really pleased about how it went. Well, I I was there on Monday. I was there for the Edinburgh show. Oh, yes. In Summer Hall. And it was glorious. I mean, I realised that the set was a result of you losing two members of your team early on in the in the tour. Yeah. But it felt like so natural the way that they all... I mean, do you want to give much away about the... Well, we sort of chatted about it. Me and Joe chatted about it a bit in the yeah. last episode because Gitto hadn't returned at that point and Suze was off the tour because they both had got COVID. So yeah, we'd had to sort of reshape the set where I started off with some acoustic numbers and then slowly brought on the remaining band members to spread it out a bit over the course of the hour and a half set but it time. felt really going to see it it was amazing it felt like that had been the plan all along it was so I, know you kind of, I knew that <laughs> Susan's fine she never had covid we just couldn't afford to bring her on tour <laughs> we paid her half rates well done is what i'm saying yeah great triumph comes out of mm. much adversity or whatever some proverb is is that a proverb should That's- be if, if anyone's good at graphic design, <laughs> yeah. get that quote on an inspirational poster of Pictures Trail's face. Thanks. Send that to club at lostmap.com. <laughs> Have you been to see any other shows recently? Yes, I had a very good Friday the oh. other week going to see... Sam's Christ Mansions. die on a cross? I mean, after mass, <laughs> I went to a gig, obviously, good right. Catholic girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe um, that, listeners. Went to see uh, Savage Mansion's album launch in Glasgow at Stereo, and it was so much fun. It was really, I love Glasgow. I'm from the West, and always a nice time to go back. Glasgow crowds are amazing. It was great fun. Mm. Bashan were playing as well with belly buttons and babe. And it was just a really nice, I was quite drunk, but it was a great time. I'd been drinking all day because, you know, aforementioned Good Friday credit. I don't know if it's, Tradition to get completely hammered on the day of Jesus' death. Were you drinking the blood of Christ? Wine? uh, Well, yeah, fizzy fizzy blood. (laughs) (laughs) Fizzy Christ. You'd been necking quite a lot of bubbly Christ before you went to see Savage Mansion and the Bassians. Yeah, it was a really good gig. I really enjoyed it. You can't remember Um, a single thing about it, can you? You can't remember even being there. I mean, if anyone remembers me being there, please email. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I had a lovely time and seeing uh, Claire, we Claire as well, we Martha Fionn as well, and a few other friendly faces through over in Glasgow. That oh. was great. I was very jealous, actually. I was watching a lot of Instagram stories to try and fill in whilst I was sat at home nursing ill children. (laughs) But yeah, I wish I could have been there. It sounded like an amazing night. It's funny because after all of our COVID adventures, Savage Mansion's drummer got COVID that week and they had to have Ian from Pictures Trail fill in. Ian was great. That's what I remember. From uh, I just came out with my drunken fizzy Christ fog and just was like, oh, Ian's great, isn't he? I did that. I did a lot of that. He's what, doing very well. Were you doing that in the crowd whilst he was playing? Well, probably. Probably went on stage to whisper it to him, to be honest. <laughs> doing great, Ian! So proud. So proud, you said. Well, what a lovely gig memory that was. So what's on the podcast this month? We've got new releases on our Postmap Club from Gordon McIntyre and Susan Bear. You'll hear those in a wee second, as well as an interview with Emma Cooper and an update about our residency project, Visitations. Visitations. But Johnny. Yes? What is Postmap Club? (gasps) Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club. It's a very nice club. Early in the morning, just as day is dawning, Victor's trail is talking loads of shite. Postmap Club is our monthly membership club in which we send you two or three postcards in the post at the start of every month. These printed postcards contain download codes linking you to the new releases from the label, featuring brand new singles, exclusive tracks, remixes, rarities, live sessions, all from the Lost Map Collective. When you sign up the first time, you get a bumper pack of postcards along with a membership badge. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Postmap Club members get access to exclusive content like live stream gigs and sessions, a Ooh. monthly newsletter from Pictures Trail. Me. That's him. Exclusive merchandise, a reusable discount code that gives you 15% off anything in our web shop and 10% off anything on our Bandcamp. We've also got an update about a new benefit for Postmap Club members, which we'll get into a little bit later. Shh. <laughs> Postmap Club is a nice way for you to support what we are doing as a label. If you enjoy this podcast, yay! <laughs> and do you like the music that you hear, then you should join the club. Join the club. There are currently three tiers of membership, starting at just three pounds a month. Three All three tiers get exactly the same stuff. <laughs> Get exactly the same shit. Were you just about to say all three (laughs) tiers get exactly the same shit? Get all the same shit. The only difference is that if you pay more, you get slightly bigger badge. We also have a digital only subscription and an annual gift membership option. If you'd like more info on how to become a member or purchase a gift membership, you can find out more by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. Well done. I've always got my heart in my mouth when you do that (laughs) spiel. Same shit. Everyone gets exactly the same shit. All the same shit. We also have a digital only shit scription. (laughs) Gift member shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's in the Postmap Club mailbag this month? Well, for the month of May, we've got three delicious postcards for you. The first of which is by Gordon McIntyre. Here's a little clip of a track taken from his forthcoming album. This is a song called I Crave Rivers, I Crave Seas.
acoustic rendition of the bull bike classic dumper truck racing that was recorded at last year's lost map christmas humbug event in Summerhall. gordon craves rivers but you know what i crave johnny yeah well no what do you crave <laughs> <laughs> details of the forthcoming album of the aforementioned gordon mcintyre what where and why can i order it <laughs> why well, the new Gordon McIntyre album is called Even With The Support Of Others and it's out on July 15th on Ecomix Vinyl, which is a, mm. a blend of discarded scraps of vinyl in the pressing plant that have been boiled together and made into delicious <laughs> vinyl soup, which oh. then results in a mystery assortment of colours. And uh, we've just received delivery of the LP and it's a very rich, deep lavender colour. It's beautiful. And every copy will look slightly different because of the eco-blend mix. The album features the previously released track, Tiny Marks. And I don't know if you remember this, but in the March podcast, you asked mm-hmm. the listeners if anyone knew any Tiny Marks. And I did. we have had an email from our listener. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amy Ellis sent an email to club at lostmap.com. Well done, Amy. I've just realised I've not replied, but I will reply to you <laughs> via podcast. Hello, my dad is tall and called Mark. He is a dry stone waller. He builds walls with my uncle, who is small and called Mark. Two double Mark? Yeah, two brothers called Mark. Mark! Mark and Mark. Get ready! (laughs) (laughs) You say it's easy, isn't it? People call my dad (laughs) Big Mark and my uncle Little Mark. So not not quite a tiny Mark, but he's a little Mark. Okay. Yeah, Which yeah. different, of course, to Mark Little, who was Joe Mangle in Neighbours. <laughs> back to Amy's email. In addition to this, Big Mark's partner, my mum, is called Carolyn, and mm-hmm. Little Mark's partner, mm-hmm. my auntie, is called Carol. Okay, well, this just confuses everything. This is very confusing. <laughs> who are the siblings? It's not going to be Mark and Mark, is it? Unless their parents what? are the funky bunch. It's not going to be Carol and Carolyn. So it must be a Mark and Carol, Mark and Carolyn. Maybe, and maybe it was a similar, like situation in a pub mark oh not you carol oh sorry i thought it was me yeah maybe that's how they met or across from the other side of a dry stone wall so marks leaving marks all over the countryside with their walls i love it amy actually includes a photograph of said wall i don't have a photo of the marks together but here's me and big mark next to a wall that they both built uh due to gdpr we will not be sharing this image but it does look (laughs) really quite wholesome She's cuddling her dad and next to a wall. And I have to say, the wall does look expertly fashioned together. Can you see that? It's nice, isn't it? That's quite nice. 
quite a big wall for a tiny mark. I think that's, I would say. that's the big mark. He's the big mark. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So oh. little Mark, he must only do like the morning shift. And then <laughs> big Mark finishes comes it in off and does the, the top evening. Layer. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a tall woman and there's only so much that you can reach. Fair dues. Maybe they both play tennis with the carols on either side of the dry stone wall <laughs> or badminton. Uh, anyway, thank wow. you, Amy Ellis, for sending that one in. I'll send you an email That's reply really nice. later on. Very nice indeed. Uh, so yes, Gordon McIntyre's album is available to pre-order now from the Lost Map webshop. Postmap Club members, of course, get a lovely discount, 15% mm. if you use your monthly discount code. Oh, dear. I tell you what, the pre-orders are selling fast on that one as well. So if you do want a copy, I'd get in there quick. Get off your marks. God. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what else is coming out on Gorgeous Eco Mix Vinyl, Laura? I don't. What else is coming out on Gorgeous Ecomics Vinyl, Johnny? The forthcoming album from Susan Bear, who has provided a track for this month's Postmap Club. Here is Mario Golf 2. was a clip of Mario Golf 2 by Susan Bear. It's a track of her forthcoming album Alter, which is out next month uh, on Lost Map Records on the 10th of June. You can pre-order that from our website. There's also going to be a music video for that track coming out on the 6th of May, made by our good friends Faith Elliott and Bart Owl. They did uh, an incredible job. It's a beautiful animated music video. Well, Johnny, as promised, we have a bit of an update from Lost Map HQ. And it's good news if you're already a Postmap Club member. Now, Johnny, will you join me in casting your mind back to the early days of the Lost Map podcast? Oh, there we are. In the early days <laughs> of the Lost Map podcast. God, I was so much thinner back then. My, my voice was thinner. <laughs> now, the podcast originally began as a way to document our visitations. Visitation series. A residency project where we invite musicians to spend time in a bothy on egg, making music which we release to subscribers. So far, these residencies have featured Monogonon, Free Love, Slow Tree, Jason Lytle with Arthur King, Rachel Ags, and a team effort from Rosie Plain, Jared Black, and Jamie Whitby Coles. To date, we've released these on vinyl, along with photos, notes, scribbles, and insights into the artist's time on the island. But for various reasons, we have decided to shake things up a little bit. Yes, we've decided to merge visitations with our Postmap Club series and the reasons are many, mostly to do with cost <laughs> and time. <laughs> when 
we'd completed those two series, I was all geared up to start a third series. Uh, there'd been a lot of interest from artists wanting to come over to the island and record, especially uh, over lockdown. However, because of lockdown, there was insane mm-hmm. travel restrictions, which meant that no one could come over to Egg <laughs> uh, for a long period of time. And then when the island did open back up after its sort of quarantine status, when it did open up to tourists and visitors, it sort of happened at the same time as the cost of everything going through the roof and vinyl production being insanely delayed and the cost of manufacturers going crazy. And it got me to a point where we just sort of avoided doing the project completely for a long time. And I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. The whole point of getting people over on to Egg to record. And this whole project is about capturing music in the moment, both as a songwriter and experiencing it in the moment as a listener and as a fan. And about breaking down the sort of songwriting process and all that sort of stuff. And I felt that vinyl delays and vinyl expense was a stupid hurdle to prevent that project going ahead. So... um, what we're going to do? What are you going to do about it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so what we did is we over the over that time, Postmap Club has grown to like a, a humongous size. It's now like about three times the size of what it was pre-pandemic in terms of members. So we've got an active listenership here, and I figured this is a really great outlet for us to bring the music to you. So we're going to do that every so often. There'll be a visitations release in visitations, uh, visitations in your. <laughs> Postmap Club mailouts. We will also release the music in a limited edition format, such as well, we're going to release this upcoming one as a cassette release in a limited edition form, so that people can still buy a physical artifact with the music on it. And it also means that people who are not members of Postmap Club, ooh, they can also still enjoy the music if they wish to. But yes, the cheapest and quickest way of experiencing the Visitations project is by becoming a post. Is by becoming a Postmap <laughs> Club member. We're not totally doing away with vinyl, though. My idea is to kind of keep the project going and keep artists coming over to Egg and writing and recording here, and then down the line releasing a series of compilation LPs, which gather together tracks from different artists who have stayed on the island. Mm. So there will still be a, a collectible vinyl element, but I think in the meantime, just with so much madness in the world, it's important to kind of keep the music going, and so. That's what we've done. And yeah, really delighted to say that the first release in season three, series three, is by the fabulous Emma Cooper. You might recognise her as the lead singer with Standard Fair, the indie pop band from Sheffield. She's also the lead singer with Mammoth Penguins and has done a bunch of collaborations with Darren Heyman and as well as a solo album of her own, It Will Come Easier, which came out in FICA Recordings in 2020 she'll give you all the background on this because guess what laura what we did an interview with her that's handy (laughs) she is here to discuss with us her full experience on the isle of egg recording her visitations release and to also give us a bit of background on her life in music thus far it's time to jump aboard a ferry and take off to join emma cooper on egg My name is Emma Cooper and I'm recording this from my living room in Cambridgeshire in the UK. I'm currently in a band called Mammoth Penguins and occasionally make music with my friend Darren Heyman. 
I also released my first solo album in autumn 2020 and from time to time I play gigs solo as Emma Cooper. I'm a new parent of a young child so music has had to take a bit of a backseat recently. My parents are both big music fans and there was always music playing at home when I was growing up. My dad had a great record collection but he was mainly into country music by the time I was a teenager. In the 1970s, my mum played bass in a punk band called Poison Girls and I used to listen to their old records as a child. I also grew up around her busking and playing klezmer music on double bass in various bands. At the time, it was annoying to try and watch TV with a band practising in my living room, but looking back, having all those musicians hanging around was probably really formative. I started playing guitar with my best friend Kim in a small town in Derbyshire when we were teenagers. We taught ourselves chords using a Beatles songbook and Richard from the Poison Girls had given me an acoustic guitar. We started a band after we attended a community music project together and we both started writing songs. We recruited my neighbour who was maybe 10 years old at the time to be our drummer and another friend and Kim's boyfriend joined the band and we played our first gig as part of that project in Glossop in Derbyshire. We had Poison Girls old PA and we used it in my neighbour's cellar to rehearse. It had an old tube amp and if you accidentally kicked it, it made this huge thunderous noise. We also painted Poison Girls lyrics all over the walls of my neighbour's cellar. We loved listening to Jimi Hendrix and Love and the Mamas and the Papas and I guess our influences were a lot of 60s music. Kim and I then formed a three-piece band with a friend who lived in Sheffield and we used to drive over to her house across the hills to rehearse. I spent most of my teenage years listening to or making music. I also recorded a few tapes um, as Emma Cooper in my bedroom using an old multi-track machine and I still have them somewhere. I dreamt we bought my grandmother's house There's no way we could ever afford it We were going to award ceremonies Whenever anyone appeared They kept applauding After these early bands, I met Dan through another neighbour and together we started Standard Fair with his friend Andy. I was at university in Kiel at the time and every week I would drive an hour or so up to Dove Holes in Derbyshire where we practised in Andy's nan's house. She was deaf so she didn't mind and she had some lovely little fluffy dogs I could play with before Andy and Dan arrived. We really gelled as a three-piece but we didn't really find our place for a number of years. We spent a long time gigging to nobody except our girlfriends and our families and playing on bills with bands that we didn't know or really talk to. In retrospect, we had no idea what we were doing, but we kept going anyway, practising in Sheffield by this point as I'd moved to York. And eventually I came across a little DIY music label called The SPC in Sheffield and they introduced us to the DIY indie pop community. The SPC paid for us to record with Alan Smythe at Two Fly Studios He had a golden disc of the Arctic Monkeys in his toilet and we released a single with the SPC and suddenly we were playing lovely gigs with lovely promoters and lovely bands who became friends. And we played our first Indie Tracks Festival not long after. We made two albums and toured the US playing South by Southwest and Europe before calling it a day. I think being in Standard Fair was when I got serious about being a musician and put everything into it. 
When I moved down to Cambridgeshire, Mammoth Penguins formed. I didn't intend to form another three-piece with two guys, but that's what happened. However, this time I was playing guitar. We've made three albums so far and we're working on our fourth. We've played throughout the UK and been to Germany and we're about to play South by Southwest in 2020 just as the pandemic hit. And uh, that all got cancelled. About five years ago, I quit my job and I've been making music ever since. I'm working freelance to earn some money. It's really tough holding down a job and being a musician. There's a lot of driving home late at night to work the next morning and you have to say no to a lot of opportunities. It's been great to say yes to pretty much every opportunity I've been offered since. I still don't make a living from music and I probably never will, but I'll never stop being a musician and the rest just has to figure itself out along the way. I love collaborating and playing music with other people and that's one of the wonderful things about being in bands. The only musician I've ever managed to properly co-write with is Darren Heyman. Co-writing is really hard if you're used to writing your songs alone in a quiet, uh, private headspace. With Darren, it doesn't matter if something is a terrible idea. He writes so much and so freely. There's a lot less pressure to come up with something great every time. We've written one album together so far and plan to do more, but sometimes hanging out and walking the dogs is about as productive as we get. For a couple of years, I also played bass for Suggested Friends. I was their fourth and final bass player, and I toured their debut album although I didn't play on the record, and uh, we also made an album together and toured that. I loved being in a band where there were more women than men and also being able to just play bass and not worry about the bigger stuff. Not being the front person was really freeing, and it was an honour to play on Faith's songs. She's an incredibly talented musician and songwriter. My solo album was recorded with lots of other musicians writing their own parts. I made a deliberate decision to work with as many women as possible when I made it. This Visitations recording is the first time for 15 years I've written and recorded all the parts myself and it's been good to be forced to make all the creative decisions and release something that's 100% just me. In that sense, it's most like the first recordings I ever made before Standard Fair. The opportunity to do Visitations came at a really crucial time for me. We'd had a year of the pandemic and I'd had a difficult time personally. I hadn't been able to tour my solo album and we only did a few gigs online from home and I didn't particularly enjoy that anyway the time away to focus on music was really cathartic i hope you're feeling good today it would be so nice to you say that you're gonna be all right there's something about your brain it always seems to find a way to feel bad and stress you out I first visited the island of Egg in 2019 for the Howland Fling Festival and I had an amazing time. But during the festival I hadn't found the time to explore the island so I was super excited to come back and see it in its natural state. It took me two days to get there, a long day on lots of trains and then the ferry over from Arasaig after a night in a sailor's hostel. After the lockdowns it felt really good to be travelling somewhere and the highlands are incredibly stunning. I knew I had to deliver some recordings by the end of the week, so I was ready to hunker down and write something and hopeful that things would come. I decided to write down every song idea or thought in a notebook, even if they were cheesy or strange. I also used voice memos on my phone to record melody ideas when I was out on walks. 
I had no expectations about what would come out, but in the last six months I had experienced some big life changes, so I expected that would manifest somehow. I was determined to make something good, but I also knew I needed a bit of a holiday. In terms of being practically prepared, I took layers and walking boots and had planned a shopping list and my meals to last the week as supplies are limited on the island. My first day on the island, the weather was beautiful. Johnny met me at the pier and took me up to the Bothan. It's a beautiful and very functional little cabin with stunning views. It was full of instruments and I couldn't wait to get started, but I also needed to clear my head and stretch my legs, so for the first few days I did a lot of walking and a little writing. Some days felt really productive and other days not so much, but I trusted the process and hoped I would get enough done by the end of my week. Living alone next to the sea was very peaceful and having that time and quiet was a real once-in-a-lifetime gift. Each day I would get up, have some breakfast, make some sandwiches and go out for a walk. I would then come back and settle down to play guitar and write songs. I tried to immerse myself in island life, but I did end up watching some TV on my phone when I felt homesick. One morning I went down to see Johnny and his family and heard that someone had died at sea the night before. He had gone overboard from a fishing boat. The World Cup was on at the time, so I ended up watching England versus Germany outside the island shop with the locals. They put it on an old TV via a laptop, and with the evening sun shining quite brightly, we couldn't see half the time, and the internet was a bit all over the place. However, we managed to watch some of it. England won 2-0, and there was some very passionate Scots supporting Germany. Regarding making the music itself, I generally started with a vocal idea that maybe came to me on a walk or playing around on guitar. I used Johnny's acoustic and electric guitars and bass to record. I wanted some songs to be really stripped back and others to have more layers, and I let the feel of the song define that. I used a lot of electronic instruments in Bandcamp because I don't have great engineering skills, nor did I have the time to really practice parts and record them well live. I recorded the sounds of the ferry docking with the announcements coming over the Tannoy and I ended up using that on the first track.
I'm a fairly private person in general. I've always written very personal songs which reflect my life concerns and environment at the time. And this collection is no different. The song that I really needed to write on Egg is Him. It speaks for itself, as most of my songs do, but it is the song that probably means the most to me. I have friends who are religious and I have listened to Christian worship music before, for example, Delirious. It has always struck me how the lyrics are so unselfconscious and the love so unreserved. And since being a foster carer and subsequently a parent, that has resonated with me. I think that's what was in my mind when writing and singing this song. Caring for young ones brings out a different kind of love, and it's a really joyful and hard experience. Writing about loving children is really tough as well, because culturally most songs are about romantic love, but I'm trying to find ways to do it because that's my life at the moment. Some Dreams Take Longer Than Others is a song for those of us whose lives have taken unconventional paths or even completely untrodden paths. For some, partners, careers and kids all just happen and happen at the times they're supposed to and those people are generally quite happy and fulfilled. For everyone else, not only do you have to figure out what you actually want but you have to find ways to get there and they are almost always hard and time-consuming. It can feel like hacking through jungle You can't see where you're going, you're tired, and no one can really help. This song is me saying, I get it, and I'm rooting for you. Some dreams take longer than others. Sometimes they warp into something new. It can become clear as it happens. What's important might appear halfway I wrote Best Friend as I was reflecting on my closest friends and how much they had supported me recently and how important it is to have people lifting you up when you doubt yourself. A lot of the songs in this collection don't have the typical structures of verse, chorus, middle eight because I didn't have time to write all of those parts. Normally, for me, I might write a chorus and a few verses and then another verse or a third part comes to me months later. And with such a limited time on the island, I had to just record these songs as they were written and not worry too much about their length or structure.
Leaving Egg was hard. A simple life of food, music and countryside is very attractive, but I missed my home and family, so I was okay with going back. I returned south, more confident in myself as a musician and as a person. I'm proud of the music I created and I have some wonderful memories from being there. I would definitely recommend it. It's good to know that I can make recordings I can be proud of, completely on my own. But also, my preference to work with others has been strengthened and the buzz you get from hearing other people writing parts that lift songs is one of the best. I was grieving and a bit lost when I was offered the opportunity to come up to Egg and it was something that really boosted my self-esteem and gave me some direction. The six months leading up to my trip upended my world and the year since has been a roller coaster to match. So visitations marks a point where things could get hopeful again. I'd like to thank Johnny and his family for being so welcoming and friendly and Jasmine, my wife, for supporting me and looking after Bramble, our dog. Last night I dreamt of him in CCTV
That was CCTV by Emma Cooper. It's a track taken from her Visitations release. The Visitations full album will be sent out to PostMap Club members this month in a postcard format. And it's also available as a limited edition cassette release for those who might not be members. Although members do get a discount on the limited edition cassette, you can pre-order that now from our web shop or from our band camp. If you want to learn more about the previous releases and visitations, you can go to lostmap.com forward slash visitations. Visitations. Oh, in sync. <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to that chat from Emma there. It was really nice to relive that whole experience. It was so lovely having her up on the island last summer, hanging out and even lovelier hearing the tunes that she made afterwards. Did you enjoy that conversation? I suppose it wasn't a conversation. Did you enjoy that chat she gave us? I enjoyed the chat. Really special to hear about just her feeling reinvigorated by the experience and feeling musical again and making, you know, after maybe a bit of a spell of not making music, getting back into it. And that's what visitation is all about, isn't it? People maybe trying something new or, or just try to get back to grips with a bit of time to be creative. And it's really lovely to hear that reflected from Emma. Yeah. To hear those new tunes. Absolutely, totally. It's, and it's nice hearing her talk about how it's reinvigorated her sense of wanting to collaborate with people. <laughs> she's realised that as nice as it is doing stuff on her own, she's more comfortable collaborating with others. And actually she was telling me about they've been re- writing some new Mammoth Penguins material and there's going to be uh, some new recording going on later this year. In fact, over the summer, I think. So yeah, more stuff to come from her. But yes, that Visitations release is really something quite special. Wow. Now, from the Hebrides to the Big Smoke, to play us out, we've got Alabaster de Plume. I'm Gonna Say Seven, off of his album Gold, released last month in conjunction with Total Refreshment Centre and International Anthem. He is doing very well. He certainly is. Been so many reviews of it, of Gold, such a great write-up in Pitchfork, and just the, re- the reception has been astounding. I mean, he's literally Lost Map's biggest success story <laughs> to date. Uh, it's been incredible watching that journey and just seeing all the stuff. I'd, I'd like Lost Map to take all the credit. And so we will. Let's, we'll take all, because I'd like us to take all the credit. We will take all of the credit. So Gus, you're yep. welcome. You're doing very well. You're doing very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's not always easy, that bit. <laughs> Well, if you happen to be listening to this on the 1st of May when the podcast goes out and you also happen to be in London, there is a gig tonight at the Village Underground, which you should definitely check out if you can. If you are not in London or you're listening to this in the future, then check out his upcoming shows in Europe and the UK. His live show is totally incredible, isn't yeah. it? It's like it changes every gig. He's got a different lineup for different shows. He's about to tour around Europe in May and he's got a whole bunch of festivals over the summer and then a UK tour at the end of September at Wharf Chambers in Leeds and then play Newcastle, Brighton, Bristol and Porth Towen. Where the hell's that? Mount Pleasant Eco Park in Porth Towen. If you're in Porth Towen, send us an email. If you actually exist, send us, just anyone, anyone. send us an email, pretend that you live in Porth (laughs) Towen. And your name's Mark. So he's a busy lad. Busy, busy. He's got a lot going on. And we love him and we Mm. are happy that more people get to see him. He's worked very hard, very talented, very nice dude. Lovely dude. Big love to uh, International Anthem as well for 
all their hard work on this. Really, a lot of credit should go to them. Um, Look, we're still taking the credit, okay? (laughs) And if you want to purchase a copy of Gus's new album, Gold, you should do so from the Lost Map web shop. If you're a Postmap Club member, of course, your monthly discount code will get you a discount. Of course it will. Read your monthly email from me. I have been Pictish Trail. I have been joined by Loho Doho, Laura Doherty. Hello. Goodbye. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for joining us this month, Laura. Good to have you back. It's great to be back. And thank you, listener, for listening. Here's Alabaster de Plume. I'm going to say seven. And we'll we'll speak to you next month. Bye. Bye. Seven